with the cat drug in. Am I glad to see you again? Boys and girls, we are back with a brand new season of Sloppy Horror Podcast entitled Summer of Whores. You all voted for the movies we're covering this season, and with great anticipation, I am beyond excited to find a winner for the Summer of Whores. First on the list is a 90s slasher that still lives on. And no, I'm not referring to Scream. Even though this film has the same writer as Scream and Kevin Williamson, this movie was straightforward, without the meta, without the breaking of the fourth wall and the wink at the camera. We're discussing none other than Jim Gillespie's 1997 blockbuster, I Know What You Did Last Summer. The film resembles an 80s slasher while following the same rules of the predecessors from the decade before it, while also managing to be contemporary and dusting off old tropes. One of those tropes being the unknown actor. The cast of I Know What You Did Last Summer were beautiful, up-and-coming stars who already had some establishment before starring in the film. That may be the reason it brought in over $125 million at the box office in October of 97. Slasher fans don't need much. Start the movie with the backstory of someone who was wronged, give us a killer with an iconic weapon, slaughter some arrogant teens, have a big finale with the final girl, and boom, there you go. Everybody's happy. So I don't know about you folks, but I'm getting hooked on a feeling, and I'm high on believing amongst other things, and I'm ready to dive deep into the season with y'all. So without any further introduction, here is our take on I Know What You Did Last Summer. Mr. Boomtastic Murderer. Welcome back to the Sloppy Horror Podcast, baby. We're here at a new season, and there's a different reason, all right? We don't have directors this time. Guys, it's hot outside. It's summertime. We're feeling the warmth. It's feeling hot, hot, hot. Dun, dun, dun. And we are here watching summer scary movies, and you guys have voted on the top selection. So here we are, and the First movie we're kicking this shit off with is I Know What You Did Last Summer. Folks, this is Mr. Ozark Mark, the best producer in the whole wide world, by the way. And Thank I'm you. Christian Ramey, your scary movie companion. I just got really excited. You're all out of left field. That's not your usual intro. So you caught me off guard a little bit. But yes, that's right. This is We are in a new season here. Welcome back. Did you miss us like we missed you? We're doing summer movies because we're in summertime. If you're listening to this currently, or you might be wintertime and trying to feel a little bit warmer. I'm here to keep you cozy, baby. With summer movies. movies. That's right. We did a little poll on the TikTok there, and we uh, had put up 10 movies. You voted, and it ended up being originally four movies. But there was a tie between two. We So we said, fuck it. You know, we'll throw the tiebreaker in there. Now, these are movies are in no particular order. But if you were a Patreon member, you heard the final tallies. That might be another reason if you're interested to go to that. That's but, true. This is true, Ozark Mark. This is true. It is very true, Christian Ramey. But yes, I know what you did last summer is the first movie we're kicking off here. Won't you tell us a little bit about it, Mr. Christian Ramey, with your world-famous synopsis of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Folks, this is fun. We're dealing with a 90s slasher here, okay? Now, to precursor even the movie synopsis here, let's break down like almost what is a slasher, okay? With a slasher movie... It's really, because I hear people discuss all the time what is, what isn't. So there's, you know, to give you a little roundabout here. All right. We obviously need a killer. And this killer, it's usually asexual. It doesn't have any sexual desires. It's not a sexual thing. Think Jason, Michael, you know, something like that. They're just, they, they're like sharks. They just want to eat. They just want to kill. Okay. It's not really an emotional-based thing. They just do what they do. Usually they have a weapon of choice. All right. They have a weapon of choice. And then we have a location, usually either in a camp, a college, a high school, or just suburbia, okay? These are the choices usually that happens, all right? So we got these kind of like foundations here. And then you just have some, you know, you have some POV shots, you have some kills. There's things that go on that can really quantify the slasher here. And I think that this is just a prime example of a 90s slasher. Whereas Scream went the route of being meta, you know, like there's a meta, because it's the same writer, Kevin Williamson, so you can't say like one's better, you know, it's the same writer, okay? But I appreciate that this wasn't meta, 
<clears throat> and folks, obviously, if you're not familiar with that term, Scream, like, made a joke. It, it was a, the whole time, like, oh, this sounds like a horror movie. Don't do this because you'll die if it was a horror movie. Here's the rule. The whole, thing was, the whole thing was a wink at the camera, which was cool when that came out. But I like that this was just a straight-up slasher. There was no wink at the camera. It was just straightforward. So what we have here is a group of high schoolers. They are all graduating, about to go to college. They do graduate. Uh, then they have, like, a 4th of July party. And, um, you know, they, they party. They're getting messed up. And then they drive. Uh, the person who was driving was sober, but the drunk person made the accident happen. But they were driving, and they hit a man in the middle of the night. All right? They hit a man on the road. They realized that they, well, they think they killed him. So they put him in the trunk because they were so scared, and they were just going to dump his body inside of the water. Okay, the water would get rid of him, go in the current, goodbye. But as they were going to dump him, he, like, popped up and tried to get him, and then they threw him into the water anyways. Then they get over it. They make a little pack, not to mention it again. The movie starts a year later. Okay, here we are a year later. And that's important with slashers, too. You need a little back uh, backstory, usually, a little precursor to start the movie. It's kind of like why the person's mad or, you know, happens all the time. So a year later, before the anniversary, all these kids start getting notes that say, like, I know what you did last summer. Somebody knows what's going on, all right? And this person starts killing these people with, like, a, a meat hook. Pretty sure you're familiar with the meat hook. Looks pretty sweet. And he's got a kind of like a fisherman's outfit on. And one by one, he tries to take out these kids until we get to, you know, our final girl and boy. So it's a fun little slasher, okay? It's not a very complicated story. It's pretty straightforward, but it, it kind of fills all the boxes needed to be a slasher. But it felt more contemporary and current. Uh, in, in the 90s, it didn't feel as old and dusty as an 80s slasher, which I love those still, but I think now I like them because they are old and dusty. You know, they're fun. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> like yeah. A, this, uh, this movie uh, follows all the uh, check marks of a slasher. You know, you got the good, you got good looking cast, always good looking cast and slashers. You ain't trying to have no uggos in a slasher. Okay? That's true. You can't have that. Uh, typical thing, something happens, like you said, establishes the story, and then you go through the steps. It slowly starts to happen. It's a mystery. They finally figure out why or who it is, and then they have the final showdown. Yes. Cut and, and dry. This movie gives you, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Jennifer Love Hewitt. All right? Mm-hmm. And ladies, I mean, you got Freddie Prince Jr. and uh, what's that guy, Ryan Felipe? I don't know how to say his last Ryan name. Ryan Felipe. But he, he was in Barry. Cruel Intentions. He mm-hmm. was, yeah. He, so I, I think for it checks all, you know, all teenagers are like, all right, I like these people. I like these. I don't know why. I just like these girls. They're cool. I vibe with these people. Total good vibes, bro. No cap. No cap. No mid, dog. I don't know what that, any of this means. <laughs> I, I know what vibe means. But. It's like talking to my son. He's 11. I'm like, oh, man, that's like. The best way to get stupid. him to stop is say it back to him. Oh, I know. All you got to do is start talking, or make fun of them. Mm-hmm. They're so sensitive at that age, you can make fun of them for, like, anything. This movie almost falls into the Grease category, Grease Syndrome, where, like, <laughs> you got, like, 20-something-year-olds playing high schoolers, but... At least it's a year later, and then they go out of college, so... Yes. You know, they made them, they dressed them a little bit younger, so they made an attempt, but that's what you get, you know? Ozark, were you familiar with this movie before this? Yes, uh, yeah. I, I remember seeing this a long time ago. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember there, there's a lot of parodies in it from, I think it was either... Scary a, Movie. A scary Movie or Not Another Team. I forget which one. I think it was just Scary Movie. There's a lot of those situations that were in it. So, you know, this has a lot of influence on other movies. Um, but it's always fun. Nice little mindless slasher, um, you know. You got you to kind of, you know, sit through it if you're not in the mood for that kind of movie if you're going to watch it because there's some bad acting in it you know not the greatest acting but there's some bad like cheesy acting that you can tell which i don't mind it's a 90s slasher 
You, you know, know what, what I mean? You know what makes me happy? That mm. this episode will be out on 4th of July. And it's a 4th of July movie. Yes. I mean, that's just good planning. I know. It's just good planning. You got a good idea with that. Let me ask you a question. What's wrong with these? I have a, I have a couple problems with this movie here. Sure. Okay? I got a couple Lay problems with some me. scenes. This is ridiculous. First of all, first of all, who loses their virginity or have sex in general in sand? There's a horrible, horrible place to have sexual intercourse. Not a good idea. Okay, now, <laughs> first of all, I can imagine getting sand in and around your vagina is not pleasant. No. I imagine getting sand on your balls is not pleasant, or in your pee hole. That would be the worst. Just any of the well, crevices. I don't care. And if I go down on a vagina and it's and I hear, get crunch, no. <laughs> uh, no. There's nothing should be crunchy in that area, and you're gonna get that in the sand. So horror, fuck you for that. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. That's a horrible idea. Yep, seems good on paper, bad in actuality. Yeah, I don't get that either, Mark. I yeah. don't get that either. Now let's be real here. All right, these kids seem like they, you know, they have a little bit of money. All right, these kids have some money, so they have an unrealistic high school. You know, I didn't have this high school, but it's fun to watch from afar. Okay, I think. I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sh- pretty sure Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar are still married, and they got like kids and shit. Buffy, the, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and her are still together. You know, Freddie looks like a a dis, uh, like a busted ass cousin of Keanu Reeves or something. Yeah, okay. like his acting like, just reminded me of like a young Keanu Reeves. But he was just funny, man. Like some of the lines he'd say, because he he's not like any of the other three in he's the like group. Sensitive, kind of. Yeah, but he's super sensitive. He's like, well, you guys just think you're vigilantes. <laughs> 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 hey, let's think about this. Come on, guys. Oh man, Barry cracks me up too. Yeah, Barry. The was other fun. guy, Barry's. Oh, like, I. He cracks me up, man. Just his anger. Yeah, he's just a like. It doesn't matter. He, you know, he's just gonna try to fight his way through it. But really, he kind of he got hit by a car, kind of hoed out when the fisherman stood above him. I was hoping for more from Barry. I yeah, mean, I know you just got hit by a car, but <clears throat> come on, man, your adrenaline should have you going at that point. You would think somebody's gonna kill you. Oh yeah, that's adrenaline, dog. You're getting up. Mm-hmm. You're getting up. One hundred percent. You know what I thought about what when I was watching this movie. Tell me how funny would how much better this movie would be if they replaced Ray with Ronnie from Sleepaway Camp and Barry uh the uh bully from uh the burning. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be perfect, man. Hey, nobody drives my car, you fucking weirdo. Hey. Hey, hey, what's going on? Relax. I'm just trying to drive here. What's wrong? What's wrong? Why don't you just get in the back seat and not enjoy the ride? That would have been, yeah, in another universe, that, that exists. That exists. And I wish it would exist, because that would be super funny. You know what is kind of cool, too? Hmm. That there was a way. I mean, some people call it the Dawson's Creek era of slashers or horror, but there was a lot of prime movies in the 90s that were still coming out, because, let's be honest, everybody has heard of a story about a guy with a hook. That's legendary, bro. That's not bullshit. Well, they mentioned <clears throat> that uh, the story, the infamous story of the hook guy and the teenage lovers or whatever, right? Everybody believes that yeah. story. So that's what he's, uh, Ben Willis, the hook man, killer in this movie, is kind of based off of, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But why is that a thing? Why have we all heard that story? We all know that story. Like, we all know the story of somebody with a hook and it, like, sticks in the car door or, like, you know. You can only have so many stories in the world, man. That's true, dude. How many stories do you know with a hook? Like, if you heard a bunch of hook stories, I think this one would probably be the most memorable. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know. It just worked, man. And even Urban Legend was a great movie in the 90s, and it just, they all kind of fell in there. And I'm including Scream into this, but just fun movies with, you know, quote-unquote kids. They were a fun time, and they were a large part of my childhood. This was another one where I just would watch it over and over on VHS. It wasn't like... I think I preferred Scream to this and Urban Legend, but I still really enjoyed this movie. It's just such a large part. Like you said, it's just, it has a large impact. So a lot of people know about, I know what you did last summer. Which is impressive. 
It is. Because I don't remember what I did last summer at all. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine getting this note? Like, because you would just kind of like, damn, what happened? Like, what did I do? You'd be like asking your wife, like, did I do anything? Like, did we have a wedding last year? Did I do anything crazy? Did something happen? What? Huh. So, I mean, it, it is really enjoyable, too, especially the beginning, because, like, I know you and me can relate to uh, Barry in the beginning of the movie, in the car wreck and everything, because, like, he's just anger. You felt that anger where you're having a good time and then something happens. And it just ruins it every other day. And everybody else is a bitch around you and doesn't want to fix the problems. you got to fix the problem yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not like that's not what I want to do today. <laughs> you know you've been in that situation. I can imagine that his anger from hitting somebody with his car to the same anger you felt when you came home to a random hole in your kitchen ceiling. Yes. Mm-hmm. But Barry as well. Not only that, like, the person hit him, rolled up the car, and, like, because he was hanging out the sunroof. So, like, he's angry. Like, you got a sting, like, on your forehead. Like, things are, like, you know what's going on, Mark. Yeah. He was physically injured. His car is hurt. And now there's a situation. He is pissed. Right. And I think it's kind of, you know, I don't, I don't know. I've never been in this situation. But I feel like this is a 50-50 chance here in reality. Like, if you're out partying with your friends, you know what I mean, you're drinking and you hit somebody in the middle of nowhere and they're dead. Right. Like, half of the world is going to try and just get rid of it and forget about it, and half the world will do the right thing and call the police. But I don't know, man. It's kind of weird being in that situation, but it kind of makes it somewhat believable. You know? It is kind of semi-believable, which is weird, because, like, you know... Because it shouldn't be. Like, no, you know, nobody should really be in that situation. But I can see it happening, and I can see people reacting that way, especially being right by the bay. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. like, his reign didn't last that long. So it was, you know, pretty quiet. He just does his thing. Yeah, man. And there's so many fishermen. Like, so it's like, it was the fisherman. You're like, oh, okay. Oh, he drowned. <clears throat> He's a fisherman. He drowned. What are you going to do? What are you going to do here? I like the little finale they had on the boat. That was kind of fun. The fisherman loses his hand. That was pretty nice. That was a nice little touch. Because this movie, I wouldn't say, is overly gory. There is some blood. There is definitely some carnage, but it isn't really overly... No, it's very little. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's only blood in maybe one, two scenes, maybe. I would say similar to Scream in that, right? Maybe a even, little more than even Scream. Even his hand getting ripped off, there would, you'd think, like, logically, there would be blood squirting out of it or leaking out of it. No. Just a hand with a hook. And there it is. That would be kind of crazy, though, if you were on a boat. And I like when she went underneath and she was climbing through into the ice, you know, the little ice chamber down there, and she was finding bodies. That was a nice little touch. It was a nice little touch there, a nice little add of effect. It always happens. To the story. It always happens in horror movies where you get to a little spot of safety, but then you see the dead body, and then you scream, and then oh, you yeah. give away your safety. Her scream was kind of annoying, but it was loud, and it was real. <sighs> oh, she is the, yeah. She's Jennifer a good, Love Hewitt she's is a, good a great scream queen. Mm-hmm. She's got the lungs for it. <laughs> <laughs> see what I did there. Now, if you had the date... One of the two girls, which would it be? Mm. So Jennifer Love Hewitt, who's Julie, mm-hmm. or Helen, which is Sarah Michelle Geller. Right? Geller. Geller, that's what I said. Um, I don't know, probably uh, Sarah. I think Going I'd go with for Buffy. Her. All right. Yeah, Good I think I'd go with Buffy. Mm hmm. Now, if you had to date one of the guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ray would probably be a super nice friend, though. He'd be like, hey, man, I had to leave early, but I'm sorry. He would be annoying, like overly nice. Like, you know how overly nice people are? Like, just for no reason. Like, stop being overly nice. Like, I need a little bit of uh, asshole in you. You, you know? invite him over to a cookout, like where you invite Oh, man, I should have brought hot dogs or something. <laughs> he just Venmo's you $100. You're like, bro, Will you no. stop it? Like, that's <laughs> insulting. Don't do that. Stop it. Thanks, man. <laughs> Fuck you, Ray. You're always joking, aren't you? Say something mean. Yeah, I don't trust anybody that's super overly nice. Those are the real serial killers. 
You ain't lying, man. Those are the real serial killers. The one that would do anything for you that just met you five minutes ago. Uh-uh. Nah. There's something off about your demeanor, sir. Well, that's why they thought Ray was the killer for a part of it. They thought Ray was the killer. Oh, for, yeah. You know, they were starting to question him. I know, because it's too nice. You know? How scary was that guy's sister? So they thought it was this guy originally. So there's like a little backstory that kind of led them astray, which was kind of interesting that I guess is worth explaining. I'm sure some of you are familiar, but not all. So they thought the person they hit, because they dumped him in the water, obviously, like I stated, and then they found a fisherman a few weeks later, and they thought like, okay, that's the guy. That's who we killed. But turns out that's not the guy that they killed. The guy that was in the water that they found, he was kind of suicidal because his girlfriend died a year before, and the whole town blamed him the weekend of July 4th, so he was trying to off himself. But somebody got to him before then, and it was the girl's dad. All right, that guy was angry that his daughter was dead. He obviously blames this guy too. So he killed him, okay, threw him in the water, and then while he was done with that, that's when the kids hit that man. He hit the, the girl's dad. And the whole time, they're thinking it was the guy that was washed up in the water. So they're like, they go to this guy's sister, and she's kind of creepy, kind of nightmare fuel in her own right. Um, But, you know, they had to do a little bit of Nancy Drew, trying to figure out what's going on. A little bit of detective. And then they find out that's not the guy, it's the old man. And he's, you know, old men are just angrier. What a plot twist. You didn't see it coming. Yes, they made you believe. Yeah. They made you believe. They tricked your ass. They did. If you haven't seen it before. Yeah, she was really, I mean, a weird-ass big house, all kinds of dead animals everywhere, really super twitchy in the room and shit. Like, you know, I could see. She's they a little let bit you around. She was a little bit weird. Yeah, but she was super nice, though. Yeah. She was super nice. She offered to make them tea. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't do anybody now. You're uh, looking at my window? If somebody offers you tea, that's a super nice person. Especially if you were just looking in my window. Right. Yeah, I won't react that way. Nope. Mm-mm. I don't believe anybody that says, can I use your phone? I don't believe that, that shit no more. Nope. Using my bare arms. <laughs> I'm not playing games anymore. <laughs> that's just the way it works. Now, Ozark Mo- Mark, or Ozark Mook. Ozark Mark, mm-hmm. do you have a favorite part? And I know what you did last summer. What stands out to you? Usually you go for the parts that make you laugh. Yes, and that's what I am doing going with this time. It is when it's from Barry. It's when they're about to dump the body into the water. They finally go through the struggle of getting them down there, and they're about to throw them in. But Julie's like, maybe we should check his wallet first or all that stuff. But nobody's helping Barry push him into the water. So Helen goes, fine, I'll do it. So they finally push Barry into the water. Not Barry, the guy into the water. I'm sorry. And then the deed is done. So Barry's already angry, and I can feel that. But then as soon as they push him into the water, Helen, his girlfriend, goes, Oh, no, he because he came alive, and then he grabbed Helen's crown, her little pageant crown, and went into the water with it. So as soon as Barry thinks it's done, she goes, oh, no, he got my crown. He just goes, ah, shit, and then just to dive in after him. And that was just his anger right there. Is I so would rather funny, die man. than listen to her for the rest of the oh, night I've, complain about yes. this. <laughs> I'm going like, to jump in here with like, a heavy sweater. It's just sweater. In one thing. He's just screaming one thing after another through the whole process, and he finally gets the body in the water. He finally thinks it's done. It's just that another thing. And I've been in that situation, and I've, I reacted that way by myself once things done. So that made me laugh a lot. I really enjoyed that little part of the movie, Mr. Christian Ramey. What's your favorite part of this movie here? Aside from, uh, who's that, Max? He was the first death, right? Max got it. That was, uh, what's that guy's name, Johnny Galecki? Yeah. I mean. Johnny Galecki. Everybody, Galecki. Galecki. Everybody knows him from Roseanne. All right, that was Darlene's boyfriend. That was David. Mm-hmm. All right, then they did Big Bang Theory. And then what about Christmas Vacation? You know, it's Russ, you know. He's a legend. He was a great character, actually, in this. He was kind of a... He built the suspense, but he got murked. So if I'm going, like, murder moment, I'm doing that because he really wasn't expecting it, and it set the tone. Um, you got it the worst. 
ah, oh, through the chin, bro, and then mm-hmm. just, like, pulled up on the table. Yeah, and that was um, really, I think, the only scene with blood. So, yeah, he's bleeding all over, but when his body is rediscovered later, like, Jennifer Love Hewitt's driving down the road, and then she just hears shit in the trunk, and she's not playing games, so she stops the car and opens it, and there's just a shitload of crabs. Now, Max's body is underneath all of these crabs. You don't see it right away, but, like, when you just first see it, you just open it up, and it's just like, crabs! It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I would have laughed. I would have been like, who put crabs in here? Crabs. This is, fun, this is who did this? <laughs> like, how do I get these out? Eventually, I'd be angry, but I would I film the whole thing. Like, I would get something out of that. How do you get the crabs out, though? Like, what do you do? I know. I mean, because you can gut some to grab them, and they're going to pinch you. Like, I don't know. Do you get, like, a fucking shovel and shovel them out? That would be the best TikTok in the world. Like, all right, I heard some shit in my trunk. These are a bunch of crabs. What do I do? How do I get these out of here? I want to put crabs in somebody's trunk. Oh, dude, it just sounds so funny. Like, I don't, I don't know what about that is funny to me, but it's just like they just sort of like start spilling out. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, let us out. Crabs. Yeah. And props to uh, the hook man for, because she only ran away for about maybe a couple minutes. He had to get all them crabs out of there and the body. The body's heavy. It's a popular theme. It happens in slashers. It happens in Terror Train. It just happens. Sometimes Killer comes back and gets the body. It gets him. Where's the body? It was just here. I'm letting you know if I see something like something like that's going down. I'm wiping my face all over the bloody mess so I can prove to them something serious is going on. I, what, you think I made this up? Think I made this up? Because every time they go back, there's nothing going on. It happens. I think I would have believed you. That's true. I think I would really believe any of my friends. You could see the intent, you know. But that's a common theme in slashers, too, where it's usually majority of children or, like, teenagers, but they're, like, alone in the sense. Like, even, like, if they're in a community, they're just, like, on their own with the issue. Couldn't go to the cops in this. Right. No, you can't. They even did. And the cop got murked. He did. Because he didn't even believe her, too. What do you say about the what the cop that cop was such a dick too to her? He was. I think she got him killed though because like he was walking up to him and facing him. So if like the dude walked out with the hook, he'd be like, "Yo, what the fuck?" But instead, she started screaming bloody murder. So he turned around to see her, and then that's when the guy hooked him. No, no, like, keep your mouth shut. What are you doing? Let the person focus. Yeah, gotta let him focus here. Look what you did. <laughs> you got him killed, lady. Good job for you. Then you got your sister killed because you went to your stupid shop. Oh, I liked when the killer was dragging her body with the That hook. was sick, though, just dragging with the hook. That's a, that's a cool shot. Oh, yeah. You know what looked like it hurt like a motherfucker? Hmm. When, you know, Freddie Prince Jr. is on the ship being, uh, you know, he's like being Captain Jack Sparrow swinging from all, like, the shit, and he hits the bad guy with that big, like, metal hook on the Ooh, on the rope. Yeah, I felt that one. Bro. That, that'd be a bell ringer. Right in the face. Like, just ate it, dude. He would have lost teeth. Oh, yeah, for sure. You ever run into a side of a door accidentally? Oh, yeah. It, oh, my God. Have you ever ran into a glass door? Probably. Have you, have you ever done that? I've done that, dude. It catch you completely off guard. That's not fair. It's bullshit. <laughs> I just... Like, you, just, it just stops immediately. It's the most embarrassing moment of anybody's <laughs> life, but it's so funny. Like, I, I could watch a montage of people walking in the glass doors because their face is just like, ah, yeah. unforgettable face. And it, that is fun. That is a lot of fun. And it's also a, a fun time, too. What I like about this is the nostalgia from it. A, like the music choices. B, like when she runs out of the car after she's all the crabs. She doesn't have a phone. Like, immediately, your significant other or whoever's in that situation would call you. Or the police. Just or they'd like, put it on Snapchat real quick and then call you. Or put it on... T- they'd do something, like... Yeah. She just had to take off, like... Ah! Crabs. <laughs> Crab people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. Mark, it's just... The way these things spin out and the way that they work, it's just a fun little whodunit. That's always what happens with these. It's generally a whodunit. And in a slasher movie, if you can kind of uh, 
be entertained the whole way through. And if it's your first time watching and you don't know who did it, that's good. Because if you predict it and then it is that, you're kind of like, ah, fuck this movie. I, you know what I mean? It's, it didn't fool me. So you like when things can fool you. Because the whole time you're thinking it's that, that fisherman, the, or the, the younger one that got washed up on shore. Yep, or his friend Billy Blue. Yep. Or whatever they said. Or you think it's Ray from majority of the movie, too. So, you know, it's a, it's a nice little mystery. It's like, uh, you know, one of those mystery dinners. Uh, okay. You like know? one of those escape rooms? Kind of. Okay. I think that's along the same lines. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? That's exactly what that's like. You nailed it on the head there, sir. Yeah, and Freddie Prince and Sarah Michelle Gellar were in Scooby-Doo. Wow. Wow, that's a lot of facts. That is a lot of facts. I think we got a couple more here that we could tell you about. Let's let's dance. Welcome to the What Do You Know here. This is a segment here where we're here to tell you something that you may or may not know about this movie. So this is how it's going to go down. If this is your first time here, we're going to tell you things that we know. Now, if you don't know what we know, you're going to know what we know, and you're going to have a we-know-gasm. But if you already know what we know, you're going to know what we know too, and then we're going to cycle up and have a common we-know-gasm. That's like, you know, the second we-know-gasm of the day. It's not as intense as the first one, but it still relaxes you and stresses you out. Now... Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell me something that you may or may not know about this movie? I know what you did last summer. No, you don't. I don't. I don't even. I don't even remember. Actually, what I do because I think you were over here. You that's, were here in the same spot. That's last true. Summer. We were here last summer. I remember it being a lot hotter though. I think your AC is kicking up a little bit here. It's very yeah. nice. Yeah, it's working a lot better. But here's what we got going on. All right, I got a little fact now. As we said, a lot of people, believe it or not, they said that this was just a rip-off of Scream, okay? Melissa Joan Hart, she, you know, she played Sabrina, Teenage Witch, you remember her? She, yeah. You know, she was actually was going to have a role in this movie. She almost had a role, she tried out, but she ultimately said she didn't want to because it was like a Scream knockoff. Were you too good for the cash? Right. Just be in the fucking movie. So Kevin Williamson... But he was the same guy who wrote it, so how can it be a knockoff of your own thing? But the funny part is, he wrote this one first. Really? He wrote this one first, but Scream came out earlier. So you're telling me Scream is a knockoff of what I know what you did last summer? Well, is that yeah. what you're getting at? I think maybe he did Scream so much better because he wrote this one first, and then Scream came out, it was a smash hit, so he said, oh, now the door's open, I bet you this one will work too. And sure enough, it came out and it worked, and some people said it was a ripoff, but little do they know, it was me. I did not know that. That's a great fact for my wow. ass there. Wow. What about you? You got something I don't I know? know something that you may or may not know about this movie now okay so we're gonna go into the life of the main character here julie aka jennifer love hewitt you may be familiar with her oh i know her i know i know her name you don't have to mouth it to me i know what i'm talking about here now understand (laughs) yeah she grew up to have some great mom hips you know what i'm saying oh yeah anyways here so jennifer love hewitt Mm -hmm. she was actually terrified for real in some of these scenes that's real fear from her you want to know how it's real fear i'll tell you there's only one way to say this okay this bitch is clumsy okay this is just a clumsy no center of gravity type of broad here okay so she actually got pretty banged up and bruised from just running into things during the scenes because she was scared. She was scared. She was, so she got scared of be getting hurt because she kept running into things. And, you know, some people bruise like a banana. She bruises like a banana. She's getting hurt. She put herself on so the line. she was movie. not only acting, but she was actually scared when things were going down to get hurt. So, hey, there you go. Got a plotter for that. Yeah, good for you. Good for you. You made a good movie. I like that there. That's some good stuff there. That's some great stuff there. That's some great facts. Wonderful facts. Do you know any more? Wonderful facts, fantastic facts, things you may not know about this movie. Supposedly, Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, like the OG Scream Queen, she had gave Jennifer Love Hewitt some advice before making her the movie. Eh? 
you know so that's kind of nice she got some you know the the final girl energy she was trying to put it off real well and this, i think she did you could tell from the beginning she's the final girl you, you know just what know. you know what not, uh, advice she gave her no i don't know what she told her it but she just, just kind of coached her oh if okay you will, she if was the coach gotcha yeah yeah hey did you ever you know did you ever have a mentor uh no I always wanted like a Mr. Miyagi or somebody to teach me to be real cool at something, but it never happened. Not a big deal. Yeah. But whatever. She got one. Which I kind of learned every. I kind of learned how to be myself by myself. That's probably why I'm so much like myself and fucked up. That's a good point. That's probably why I don't fit in anywhere with nobody. You know, that's how it goes. So I wish I had a mentor too. Teach me how to be cool like the cool kids. You wow, know? that's a lot of mentors. It's a great. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> anything you might know anything else here uh -uh. okay that's uh -huh. fan that, that's great you know i think that's all that was a good segment here so let's send it back to the boys well now that we're back here now we're back we can did you ever watch that tv show boy meets world did you ever watch that show because i love that show nah yeah, but no, I just, I just had a crush on the whoever, whatever girl that is. You know a girl I'm talking. Wait, no, Topanga. That's, that's saving. Is that saved by the bell? I mean, that was Kelly, but Topanga or Kelly. I mean, both are not bad choices. Right, you know what I'm talking about. That's all that I know. Look, there was that. a great Halloween episode that featured Jennifer Love Hewitt, and she was in it. It's a lot of fun. All right, like almost to the point where we're like, I want to cover that episode one time. I mean, I I, I think Dead Meat even covered it. It's it's well-renowned. But she was in it kind of like right after this movie came out. So that was fun because she just does have that scream. She nailed it. Where's she been at? I haven't seen her at all lately. She probably became a mom or something. Yeah, that's cool. Wanted to spend time with her family. Mm -hmm. That happens a lot. You ask, where are these people at? Well, they got they just want to live regular lives, man. That's true. I, I don't blame them. No. I don't blame them. Now, this movie had a few sequels here. You know, it had a few sequels, but we had to start with the OG. And you guys voted on it. You guys voted on it. Let's, uh, I want to see. Just real quick, Mark. There's 15 votes for this movie. That's a lot. On the TikTok, it is. Out of 10 movies, 15 is a lot, because I'm sure we got votes for every single one. Yes. But great participation by the people here. I like when they do that. Oh, yeah. I like when they get involved. I always wanted to be a fisherman. Did like, you? Yeah. Yeah, like one of those kind of fishermen, man. I think that'd be a lot of, you know, it'd be a lot of fun. No, it's not. I've seen, I've scrolled through TikTok before and before I got my algorithm to where it's just like funny clips of things. So I, fin I finally got it down to where I don't see stupid shit anymore, but I would see random lives. You know, people are going live in like Wendy's drive throughs and people are literally just watching this person work when they're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. But one of them was a guy on a fishing boat fishing nah that is a lot of work bro oh, i know oh no that's that's super hard work can we be tuna fishermen no bro you get paid do you yeah i want to get shrimp boat like you're one fish you're talking four or five figures for tuna yeah no they're, man, they're, not. they're as big as this fucking table they're huge all oh, those kinds of oh, okay i thought you were talking about the net and crap like, no nah, these things are massive bro Watch that show Wicked Tuna one time, bro. If you catch it, and it's it's set up like all those other kind of reality, like those, you know, it's it's kind of corny, but in the sense it is, you make some big money doing them, doing fishing. I always thought I could do that. I'd like to do that. You're on the water, <laughs> taking out crabs, <laughs> crabs and tuna. We're crab people now. So I kind of like the environment for that. I got I it was North Carolina where this is where this takes place, but I kind of like the region. I, I don't know. It's just kind of neat. I like that whole aspect of old fishermen. Old fisherman town, small town vibe. You know, it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of something different than you're not used to. You know. Absolutely, and if you think about it, they're like kind of raincoat they wear. It is kind of freaky. It's a perfect setup for you know. I don't know. Just it just works so good. It all works very well. This is a great movie, Christian Ramey. I want to know. Let's get into the whole reason we're having this season. Let's rate this son of a bitch. What do you say? All right. Sloppy horror rating, baby. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Bah! 
Hello there. Hi. Hi. What's going on, everybody? We're here to rate this movie. Yeah. Yes, this is the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. We are going to rate this movie based on a horror movie, not a movie in general. So keep that in mind. Christian Ramey is the horror nerd himself. He has made up a great system to make a horror movie, all the elements that make a horror movie. So let's going to do this. Let's do this. We're going to do this here in a series of four categories. Three categories worth three points. Last category is worth one point for a total of ten points altogether. You cannot be more correct. So let's get into the first category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is casting. Three. All right, it's got to be a three. The, everyone's big actors. Like, you're, you're telling me that Johnny Galecki, he's like a background noise actor, and, like, he was kind of established at that point. He, it's superstar cast of people. Don't get me wrong. Is the writing a little 90s? Yes, but I blame that on the script. I blame that on the 90s. These aren't fly-by-night actors and actresses. And it kind of throws you off, because say if it's like an action movie where there's a bunch of people that you don't really know, but then there's Mark Wahlberg, you're like, well, I know Mark Wahlberg's not going to die. This, everybody's kind of like at the same status. So you're like, oh, okay, everybody's kind of going out. Scream had that same kind of flair. Just a great casting, man. They did a great job. They spent a lot of money on casting. So, like, I have to give credit there where it's due. Some movies just like, all right, we'll pick you, you, and you. You've done one movie before this. It was an adult film. Not that way. This was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, homie. Buffy. And then you got, you know, Freddie Freddie Prince Jr. He was, I don't know, She's All That might have came out in, like, 1999. But he was still a popular guy in the 90s. Ryan Felipe. They were all, they were big. So that is three out of ten so far here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's get into the second category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is kills. So kills aren't that strong. Like, we have uh, quite a few kills. Don't get me wrong. We have quite a few kills. There's not a lot of gore in that sense. I'm thinking this is a one, you know, one for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing more any creative. It's just a guy, hook, they're all the same. You're getting stabbed with a hook. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, fun. They have pushed the hook to the full extent, which is great. The dragging scene, the Max's kill scene is really gory. Okay, we got that. But, again, it's still a hook stabbing it. That's all it is. So they, you take one weapon to the max, you get a one, that's as far as you're going to get. Yep. That makes sense that's to fair. me. Yes. So that is 4 out of 10 here. So far on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, let's get into the third final three-point category here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is fear. 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 I'm going to think, I'm thinking now this is probably also one. When I was younger, I probably, like when I was like nine, I would have said probably a two, you know, (laughs) because I watched it very young, but... It really worked. Like, it, this is the thing. Like, I really think this would get even teens now kind of on the edge of their seat. They're really into, like, the 90s scene of, like, Clueless and Friends. And I think this would really resonate well with kids still. Um, I think it's current enough for that. So it definitely resonates enough for a one. I don't think grown adults would be afraid of this. But if my 16-year-old daughter was here and all of her friends were watching it and I heard somebody scream, I wouldn't be like, oh, like, I get it. It's right in that. It's right in that high school wheelhouse. But after you kind of get, if you're not a teenage girl, I don't know how terrified you would be. But it's a fun premise, still. Sure, sure. So, so that's one. That's a one. Okay, so that is five out of ten so far here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's get into the last one point category here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and for half a point each, that is rewatchability. Christian Ramey, is this a rewatchable movie? Yeah, yeah. there's a little Americana going on, small-town Americana, 4th of July vibes. I obviously watched this in the 90s. It just, I don't know, just a movie from the childhood. Am I watching it? Hey, honestly, I'm watching it at this time of year is when I'm watching it. Yep, yep. It's a rewatchable movie to me, too. It's very rewatchable. You could watch it at least once a year and be satisfied, especially around this time. Like you said, that's the best time to watch it, getting a vibe. Oh, yeah, this yeah. could definitely be... Uh, Fourth of July party movie on your outdoor projector, on your TV screen, yes. you know, in the background. I agree. Very much rewatchable. So that is a total of 6 out of 10 for 
I know what you did last summer. That's correct. Wow, that's a good rating. It is a pretty good rating, honestly. And I didn't even, like, sometimes I really think about what the rating's going to be on, like, big films. And I just walked into this one kind of blind. But that sounds right. Sounds fair. Six out of ten. It's a fun movie. It's not shit. It's not shit. It's not some groundbreaking movie that, you know, is going to be something that, I, I don't know. It's, it's just, it serves its purpose, man. It's not a Tostino's party pizza. It's a DiGiorno pizza, all right? You spent a little bit more for this one, but it's just still something you're eating at home. It does the job. It's a good dinner. It's a good dinner. What are you going to say, man? It does the job. Fills you up. Gets inside you. That's a good analogy. Yeah. I understand what you're talking about. I like that. We connected. So, Ozark Mark... What we need to do, because last season, right, we had Eli Roth versus Rob Zombie, and they make a type of film, if you will, maybe an explicit type. So we have a segment here on this show that we like to call Ozark Mark's Parental Guidance, and what he does is break down the age, right? We didn't do it last year. The age of people, you know, what you're supposed to be when you watch the movie. We didn't do it last year because Eli Roth and Rob Zombie, we just said 16 years old. You need to be 16 at least to watch their movies. And that was fair. But now we're in the summertime, right? So your kids are home. They want to watch movies with you. So let's just go ahead and get into the segment. I missed you, mister. Mr. Mr. Rosak. Tell him if you're old enough. How old? To watch that scary stuff. For the parents who give up. That's right, Ozark Mark. That's right. For it's all- a whole vibe with that song, man. It is. For no the- cap, bro. No mid. Now look here, folks. For all of you unaware of what's going on, it's Ozark Mark's Parental Guy Dance. We are going to need an age group for people watching I Know What You Did Last Summer. And how old can they be to watch this, Mark? <laughs> I'm so <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad that we kept the guy dance thing. Funny little story. Yeah. For that, because originally it was supposed to say guidance, mm-hmm. but my dumb ass spelled it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so then we thought it would be funner to misspell it, and then you're like, yeah, put guy dance on there. <laughs> it makes no sense. Well, exactly. I just thought I'd throw that out there for you people who are here for a while, and you're probably thinking, why the fuck does it say guy dance? That's why it does. But we're in the guy dance here, and I'm about to guy dance your ass and tell you what's going guy on Guy dance here. their kids. Oh, yeah. That sounds horrible. Give guidance to their kids. It's, ew. <laughs> Why does that sound weird? It does not. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound weird. What if somebody said, "I'm going to give your kid a guidance"? What does that mean? I'm going to fill your kid full of guidance. Don't do that ever again. I'm going to get in your kid with some guidance. <laughs> ew. Okay. Anyways, so I know what you did last summer. If you got kiddos around, I would say we can go a lot younger here. Probably 12 or 11. Yeah. Hell, even 10. I mean, even 10 with people around. If you're going, if yeah, you're letting if you them watch it. Yeah, you got a mature kid. If you're letting them watch by yourself, probably 11 or 12. Because, I mean, it it doesn't hit anything. It has kissing. Yeah, some make out. Just make out. But that's not. They know what the hell that is. There's no real, real intense bloody gore that's horrible. And there's no really sex or nudity or anything like that. It's just, a, you know. A lot of fucks. They say yeah. fuck a lot. But they do say fuck a lot, but kids that age are saying fuck when your parent when you're not around them. And, anyway. and let me put this out here: if you're watching, I know what you did last summer with your kids. You probably say fuck sometimes too. I'm no. going out on a limb. Oh, one hundred percent. You know what? You know what messed me up is like you can. They say fuck on cable now. They do on sci. I I I was watching uh, the what? Hitman Hitman's Bodyguard was on Sci-Fi. And they were just saying, fuck this and fuck that shit, bitch. And there's no rules anymore. Wow. Wow, wow, West. That's fucking yeah. crazy. I was I like, like I was like, did they, I didn't even notice it at first. I was like, wait a minute, this is sci-fi. Like, this is cable. Like, y'all are cut. Hell yeah. Quite a world we're living in. But yes, um, don't go that young. If you go younger than 10 or 10, uh, I have the feeling that you might run into the possibility of your child being scared of the hook man. Just the hook man. You don't know. Children's imaginations are wild. They'll believe that hook man is real coming for him for no reason oh, whatsoever. Yeah. Once something gets etched into you, that you yep. know, you're like, oh. it's out for you. So be be aware of that, okay? Your child underneath 10 years old uh, might be scared of the hook man, so keep that in mind. But there you go. 
Look at that there. There nice, you go. A nice little bow on the season premiere. Bam. Of the Battle of Summer. We're going to take these five movies, Christian yeah. Ramey, at the end of it. Okay. And we're going to put them through the sloppy horror rating system machine thing that we got. And we're going to crown a winner. What is the King movie of summer? What's the ultimate summer movie? We're here to find this out. Now, are there a lot of other options? Of course. Of course there are, but we took ten of them. You voted. We got five. And we've covered a lot of summer horror movies, too. I mean, we've done Return of the Living Dead before. That's a Fourth of July movie. Right. Uh, we've done some Friday the 13th, Sleepaway Camp. So it's not like we haven't covered some of these movies. So if you're new to the show, go back and check those out. We're just picking some new ones, and we're going to pick who wins in the Summer of Horrors. They are going to get the Sandin Uraeus Award, or whatever the hell it, the summer one is. Okay. Can't give a Spicy Boar Award. That's a director. Okay, for directors. All right, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. It's the Season Award, okay? Yeah. The Lowry Seasoning Award. <laughs> the Season of the Sun. <laughs> ah! The Lowry Seasoning Award. Just give him a bottle of Lowry's. <laughs> you won the best summer. Good for you. Everyone involved with the movie just like Lowry's. seeing my conventions like this belongs to you, by the way. From Sloppy Horror, you have won the Lowry Summer Award because you have won the race. The season. Yes. You won the season. Oh, boy. That, that just makes me all warm and hot inside for summer. It feels good to be warm again. In these seats again, starting it off, ready to go. And you know we're going to be back next week talking some crazy shit. And if you miss us in the meantime, just go to our Patreon. You can hear some bonus flavor on there because you know we're on there every week too. We give you something, a little something extra. And you get hidden info about what's coming up. And If Mark's you are nerds. a regular listener. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which we want to Thank you very much for being, by the way. Yes, and also, I mean, if we don't tell you, nobody's going to tell you. No matter where you follow us, if you listen here on Spotify, if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you're watching on YouTube, I don't know where you are, but do us a favor and go across the board. If you're not on the YouTube, go ahead and give us a follow there. Go across the pond there. Yeah, it helps don't us. Don't be scared. It Take 30 seconds out of your day, but it helps us out greatly. And we appreciate your love and support because we wouldn't be here without you, all right? We're like, you know Michael Jordan in Space Jam where he gets chained up on Moron Mountain and, you know, he had to do all the tricks. That's what they wanted him to do when they're having the image of what they do to Michael. That's what we are. We're here for you to talk to you folks about scary movies. We don't have any other choice. We're ball unchained here, okay? So we're going to have a good time in the meantime. Well said. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have anything else to say here. So let's just get out of here. Okay. All right. All right, you guys have fun. Have fun with, you know, happy 4th of July. And for the people who aren't in America, just have a good 4th of July anyways. Yeah, just celebrate it, whatever. Yeah. Because we're America and we're better than you. I didn't say that. <laughs> Why didn't say that. We're all people and we're all good people. On this but planet. We, we do Anyhow, look, if another country had a holiday where they shot fireworks off and grilled out mm -hmm. and swam, I don't care what that holiday is, I would celebrate it too. Yep, and Hulk Hogan comes to your house, he slides down the chimney every 4th of July. Yep. And, and you know, you leave out a Bud... I am a real American. You leave out a Budweiser and a hot dog for him. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>